thanks for sticking around. We had some technical difficulties here in the studio. I apologize. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Awesome. Sounds great. Okay, welcome back, Matt. Hey, let's pick up where we left off here because your story went from, from um, military service, pilot in the Air Force, struggling through corporate America, wanting a way out, having a hard time figuring it out. Then all of a sudden the kids start to knock on your door selling stuff to you, and it triggers the idea of, well, wait a minute, there might be something, right? So you start School Spirit Vending. By the way, I know a lot about the, the fundraising industry. You ever heard of a company called Pine Valley Foods? Sure have. So I know, uh, I know the founder and, uh, and president of Pine Valley Foods, our kids are friends. So I know a lot about that industry. And I think it's a fantastic industry, but I'm trying to relate it to as a concept of, of I need more money. So let's talk about the business money machine that big business money machine for you, but for so many of your franchisees and other people, it is a small business money machine. Yeah, Matt, no doubt about it. I mean, the, one of the benefits of our program is just the fact that, you know, I, I had to work full time for years before I was finally a, able to step off and just be purely an entrepreneur. And so we teach people how to do the exact same thing, you know, on a limited time commitment starting to put something together on the side that doesn't conflict or or threaten their full-time career, but over time can give them options along the way. Okay, great. So you and I, let's just keep talking here on this because I'm really trying to, to build the picture as to when you help other people get what they want, they eventually help you get what you want. And that's, I assume that is one of the primary premises of your business. It's the old Zig Ziglar quote, but you're actually putting into play and it's working for you and so many others. Yes? Yeah. I, you know, I've been all about the win-win, Matt, for as long as I can remember. In fact, one of the reasons why I was so wildly successful in my advertising career was because I wasn't just looking to sell ads. I was looking to sell programs that worked for my client so that they made tons more money using me than not. And so yep. that same thought process was transitioned over when, when we started SSV almost nine years ago. And, you mm -hmm. know, the, the franchisee makes the most money by far, but in exchange for, you know, us helping them and providing a system and support and all the things that they need to, to back them up, we get a little piece of what they do, and it ends up being a win-win for the two of us, and then of course the big winners of the schools as well. Yeah, no, it is. It's so it's a win-win-win across the board. But Matt, let's talk about what what kind of money could a franchisee make? Because in in my book, I need more money. We talk about a two thousand dollar small business money machine. It should be the initial goal when someone does this. In other words, they're, they're working as a uh, a video production manager in a company. Um, they need to be able to create a small business money machine outside of that primary income stream. And we suggest that it needs to get to two grand. Can somebody make two grand a month? being a franchisee of School Spirit Vending? Definitely. I, I'm limited, Matt, by what I can say just because of the government and franchise laws, but suffice it to say, yes, that, that can, can be done and has been done over and over and over again. Yeah, you bet. And so how many people eventually say, hey, listen, this actually isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. In fact, I actually like it more than my primary job. I'm going to go full-time with my vending business. We've got 
about 70 franchisees across the country today. I'd say right now about a third of them today, this is all that they do. Now, that wasn't the yep. case to begin with, but um, over time, that exact same scenario that you mentioned has played out over and over and over again. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, listen, I want to I want to say thank you for coming on the show today. I appreciate what you're doing both as your service to our country, but also now as a successful entrepreneur and helping other people become entrepreneurs. I think I think you and I would both agree on this that what people don't understand is you you don't have to go from zero to multi-millions to consider yourself in business or successful in business. There are lots of other ladders and rungs on the ladder along the way. And if people would just look more like that, I think they would understand that that they actually can do it. So many people think it, it's not going to move the needle, but there's a lot of things they can do for a couple grand a month that does move the needle over time. Yes? Heck yeah. I mean, Matt, I was selling 25 cent gumballs. That's the foundation of everything <laughs> that I have today. <laughs> But the beauty is the margin. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Matt, listen, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for sticking with us through the technical difficulties, and I'm going to be talking to you again. Thanks, pal. Sounds good, Matt. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. the I Need More Money radio show. Got all the technical difficulties fixed give me a major headache not anybody's fault but i take full responsibility for it even though after the show jp and i are gonna have a little talk (laughs) hey we had a wonderful guest we had matt miller from school spirit vending in the segment two listen matt's a guy who was trying to figure out how do i make more money man i need more money to take care of my family i gotta figure it out And he did figure it out, and then Matt took it a step further and turned his money-making idea, his small business money machine, into a franchise model that he now has 70 franchisees across the country. And guess what? They've created their small business money machines. And the beautiful part is that in his world, it's, it's benefiting schools because the products that they sell, the variety of products that they sell, are fundraisers for schools as well. It works. That fundraising industry is a very, very interesting business, and if done right, can actually be very lucrative for a lot of different people. I know that industry well. Hey, we've got a caller on the line here with Erica. Erica, jump on with us, and let's talk about money. How you doing? Hi, Matt. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing so well. I'm so appreciative that you took the time to give us a buzz. What's on your mind today? Of course, of course. I love your show. Um, I wanted to call in. Uh, and... Just a little bit about me. I was running a small business, a family-owned business. Um, it was a local ice cream shop. And now that the summer ending is approaching, I'm obviously worried about sales plummeting, and I'm trying to figure out a new game plan for something to do in the fall and winter time while it's cold outside. And I'm just at this rut in my business right now. I'm not sure what to do to change and boost my sales once the summer season ends. And my family and I are getting a little bit worried. <laughs> How long's the business been around? Is this your first season? We just opened in May, so we're uh, all very new to this whole business thing. Before we started this business, my husband was working. He was working as a lawyer, and I was working as a part-time nanny while I was still raising our kids. So we wanted to, so, you know, quit both of our jobs and pursue our passion projects. 
Really? Your husband quit his job as a lawyer to, to open up this ice cream yeah. shop with you? We, oh we wanted gosh. to open up an ice cream shop together. We we were tired of, you know, the long hours and the inconsistency in our schedules and it just wasn't doing it for us. And I also just don't think he enjoyed his job. So we wanted yeah, to do yeah, yeah. No lawyer does. Come on. I, I don't know. My father was a lawyer. One of my closest friends here was a lawyer and um and they both hated it. My father was a lawyer for 50 years. He said he hated every single day of it. I'm not trying to disparage your husband's career because I'm sure it, it provided well for you guys. But nobody likes being a lawyer. I mean, it's just a, it's just a tough <laughs> job. Why do you think he left to go into the ice cream business with you, right? I mean, that's the whole point. But here's what we got to do. We got to get exactly. the ice cream business pumping and cranking. Was it a good summer? Did you guys happy. make the money you thought you were going to make this summer? Sorry, what was that? Did you guys make the money you thought you were going to make this summer? So far, it's been pretty good. I mean, we didn't set the highest um, estimates for ourselves, but we have surpassed what we did set out to make. So I would consider that successful. So how long could you go? Let's say that you started to hit the bottom estimates of your slow time. I mean, would it really put a heavy pinch on your, your family financially? If we didn't make money the first few months after the summer, you're asking? Yeah, like if you started to hit the lower projections of your business plan as you start to go into the colder months, would it really put a pinch on you guys? Or do you have reserves that you could weather the storm? We do have some reserves to weather the storm, um, but it would be very tight around the house. And I have two kids. We have two kids, so yep. we have to be able to you know, provide for them accordingly. And I don't want their lifestyle to have to suffer because – we can't get our business together while yeah. the slow season. Well, that's nice of you to say that. Your kids won't, they probably won't appreciate that, but my kids sure as hell suffered for the, <laughs> for a long time. My kids suffered and that's not, that's nobody, it's not their fault. It's my fault. It's my fault for going into business for myself and thinking that it was going to be better than it is because Erica, the reality is y you cannot be in business for May, June and July and think that you're going to replace the salary of a lawyer. It, you're going to go through this difficult valley now. And that valley is going to be emotionally taxing, financially taxing. And it's really going to stress uh, you two guys out. So what we have to do is figure out the game plan to minimize that. Because it's just built in. Any entrepreneur that goes into business, you know, for me it lasted 12 years. Um, I want that to be shorter for you guys, but everybody has to go through this pain point. So what other products could you guys make that are not specifically heat related um, purchasing patterns? What else could you guys do in the ice cream shop? You know where I'm going with this, but what else could you make? Oh, yeah. Well, we were brainstorming the other day and we were thinking that, oh, you know, once it gets to that October, November point where you, no one definitely is going to go outside and spend money on ice cream. We were thinking of turning it into like a hot chocolate business, but doing gourmet hot chocolate and offering different kinds of products in that, and maybe even candy, adding candy products to the store. I love it. Keep going. What else could you do? Oh, I don't know. That's that's where we got stuck. How about how about birthday cakes? How about celebration oh. cakes? And how about this? Oh, like every bakery. time someone came into that ice cream shop, from the minute you opened that door, were you collecting email addresses and Facebook accounts and social media accounts of every person who bought an ice cream for the last three months? We have been. We've been very active on Facebook and getting our local community to support us and like us on Facebook. Fantastic. So how about email addresses, though? Did you collect any of those? 
emails we've gotten a few that's been kind of our weak weaker point with networking and marketing but we're working on it so I would definitely I mean you got to think about that if you had been collecting those email addresses how many people do you think came through the door since May hundreds or thousands I'd say thousands. I mean, it's been pretty popular. We sell such a variety of ice creams. It's like the new hip and trendy part of town. People love it. I love it. So if you had collected thousands of email addresses, now what you'd be doing is emailing into them as you're going into the cold month, and you'd be saying, look at the new product offerings that we have at my shop. We now have cakes. We now have hot chocolates. We now have candies. Regardless of the changing in the weather, you still want to come and see us. Ice cream or no ice cream, we've got you covered. That's what's so important. I mean, I look back, if I had done that early, we still have tens of, well, we have probably 10,000 email addresses, but we've done, we've talked to and done business with hundreds of thousands of people that we never collected email addresses. I wouldn't have to work another day. All I'd have to do is tell Rich to send out email blasts every week. Just go ahead and, we blew it. So now guess what? We still cold call all the time in here. So you guys need to put that program in place. Get the, I love the candy store. It's, as you know, super hot. I love the idea of the um, hot chocolate and then definitely get into the celebration cake business, ice cream cake business, compete head-to-head with Carvel, Marble Slab, all those guys. And uh, and recognize, listen, that you're going to go through some hard times, Erica. It doesn't, the arrow of entrepreneurship doesn't go straight up. It takes time. And you guys need to be prepared both not just in business, but I mean this personally in your tightness of your marriage and your relationship, you guys got to be tight because you're about to get stressed. And the only way you get through it is when he's down, you're up. When you're down, he's up. And when the two of you are up, you become unstoppable. And start talking about that because that's no, what I just said is what most people don't realize. You ain't going to go into business for three months and the arrow is not going to go straight up. It's going to come down. So I want you guys to do great and be prepared for it. How's that sound? That was beautiful. That's that's really, really great advice. Thank you. You're so welcome. I wish you the best of luck, Erica. Knock them dead. Send me some damn coupons, too, would you? <laughs> I will. I'll send them your way. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye. Thanks. Hey, y'all, we're coming down a couple minutes in this segment. Listen, anybody who thinks I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of seeing people in front of their Bugattis talking about their BS business models. You know what happens in business? You suffer. That's the way it goes. You suffer. You go through pain. You say no a lot more than you want. You get into fights with your husband or your spouse. You get some bills on pink slips. And that's just the price you pay for eventual success. Or... Maybe you never get eventual success because the price you pay isn't great enough. It's the reality of how it goes, y'all. It doesn't go straight up. It gets real ugly sometimes. And that's when you will get tested as an entrepreneur. Do you have what it takes to get through that nastiness? And it is not just a financial thing, man. It's an emotional thing, too. It is a hard, stressful time on anyone's relationship male female going forward going backwards skinny fat i don't care you want to get into business and you want to do it right and you want to get big and you want to have success and you want to have an abundance man you are going to pay a price and for those who are not willing to pay the price you ain't going to get to the other side you are going to be stuck in the pain side or you'll just bail and you'll go do it someplace else for somebody else that's the way it plays out stick around 
Welcome back. Segment four. The twist and turn of how a show goes like this. I mean, we start with this wonderful agenda. It gets a little sidetracked with some technical stuff. And then we get this call from Erica, who's who's a, a, a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur. And uh, she's worried. Her ice cream business that her husband and she started had a good summer. But now they're worried what's going to happen in the winter. And I think she thought I was going to tell her it was going to be great. And I told her it's about to get bad. That's what happens, man. It's what happens in business. It uh, The arrow of success never goes straight up. It goes up and down and round and round and round. The purpose of the show is to get us all to think a little bit more about money and the importance of it. My, my challenge, though, is, is to deliver good takeaways, takeaways that you understand that you can put into place. That's why we brought... Matt Miller on the show today of School Spirit Vending to support this idea of the small business money machine creation. And and a lot of people sort of misunderstand what I'm talking about there. They, they think that, I, that you need to create a small business money machine that begins to replace your current income. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is figure out how can you make an extra $2,000 a month doing something that you are ridiculously passionate about or that it complements you. So, again, I use JP as an example in our office here. He's in the studio with me right now. JP is our video production manager. And if JP was to take the small business money machine concept, put it into play for himself, JP is going to start videotaping weddings and funerals and bar mitzvahs and graduation parties. And JP is going to charge. We'll start at 500 So you got to do four a month. If you can't sell 500 you go to 250 And you're going to have to do eight or nine of those a month. And there's your 2000 You don't spend the 2000 Multiply it times 12 months. It's $24,000 a year. And you're going to put that $24,000 away into something that earns for the long term. $24,000 over a long period of time ends up being a nice chunk of change. The problem is most people start small business money machine. They make 2000 And guess what? They go to Disneyland. They figure out, well, we made two grand. let us buy the boat. Right? Let's have a bigger Christmas. It's not the point of the small business money machine. The small business money machine is to stack and rack. You live on the income from your primary source of income. You stack and rack the small business money machine income. Hey, JP, you got a question from Facebook? Yeah, we actually have a few. Um, I think a lot of these kind of touch on the same thing, but one question says, what is the key difference between successful people and unsuccessful people? For me, that's a simple one. It's how much pain is a person willing to tolerate? I really believe that to be the case. Look at the greatest, most physical specimens, the bodybuilders, the, the CrossFit people. It, the difference between the person who wins the CrossFit and the person who never does CrossFit is that the guy who wins CrossFit is willing to deal with a heck of a lot more physical pain to get in the shape to win CrossFit versus those who aren't. Pain is a real factor. I mean, I posted on social media the other day a picture of Navy SEALs in their bud training. I said, this is uncomfortable. What you do isn't uncomfortable. If we're in an office with air conditioning and those guys have a, a log on their shoulders after they've been up for 48 hours and, and, and you know, uh, ha, holding on to their buddies for dear life while the waves are crashing on them, that's uncomfortable. What else you got, buddy? Says, Matt, what was your lowest point in business? I had so many of them. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, most people would think it was when the car got repossessed in 95. That wasn't really a low point. The lowest point for me as talked in before, was when I would walk into my house on Friday and my I knew my wife was going to ask me the question, 
did you pay yourself today? And I was going to have to ask myself, am I going to tell her the truth or am I going to lie again? And I remember the day I told her the truth, which was no. I hadn't paid myself for months prior to that, and I had told her I had. And on this time, I said I hadn't. And she looked at me and she said, did you pay your employees? And I said, yes. And she said, what is the matter with you? How could you do that to us? Meaning her and my three boys. That was a very low point. Nothing, the, the car getting repossessed was peanuts compared to that. And those were trigger points for me, man. My wife then used to pounce on me and say, you're so much bigger than your business. One day you're going to realize it. And shit, one day I realized it. I said, man, I'm going to build a $100 million company. I'm going to shut her up. And that's what we did, man. It's not a me thing. It's a we thing, y'all. You need some good people around you too, pal. doesn't happen overnight. You don't build a $100 million company yourself. You build it on people. Good, like-minded, quality people who want the same doggone thing. What you got, JP? Give me another one. It says, when your business is in the slumps or you're preparing to leave your company, how do you bounce back? I, I, man, I just keep showing up every day. I just keep showing up. Shower, shave, put some clothes on, get to the office early, stay late, pick up the phone, ask for business. I mean, the problem is most of us will watch the ship hit the shore and we will sink with the ship. Even though we see it all coming, we know what's happening, we don't do enough to get out of it. I just keep showing up every day. I mean, it's the same problem. Most people just don't grind it. They just don't grind enough to be able to, to weather the storm, to watch the tide turn. So... Um, it's just not a magic formula, y'all. It's just more doggone work. Work harder. Any others? Yeah, one more says, what makes a good entrepreneur? Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of this term of entrepreneur. I think I think entrepreneur has this connotation of get rich quick. I mean, I, I think people need to be, um, they, they need to be in it for the long haul. And no, I don't know anyone who made it overnight period end of story i know lots of people who want to portray it as though they made it overnight and I, even the most successful people in here didn't make it overnight so i think a, the, a, a true entrepreneur is somebody who's willing to help others who's committed to a bigger cause other than making money and um, and is willing to grind for a long period of time these are not sexy answers these, ain't, these aren't answers that are going to get retweeted on facebook just or, or on Twitter it's just the way it is it's the reality and more people need to spend more time in reality and less time in fantasy land hey listen I want you to follow me on Twitter at, at Matt Monero any of the social media platforms at, at Matt Monero follow my company commercial fleet financing we finance big rigs bulldozers tow trucks we've been doing it for 21 years done over a billion dollars of them and then get ready for the new book I need more money uh, which will be coming out very very soon um, appreciate everybody listen to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, of course, on BizTalk Radio. And then also you can watch the video replay of this on RoadGrit.tv, which is our network. Till the next time we talk, y'all. Thanks.